Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Hello, good to have you with us today. Um, It's a special day in that we're uh, talking about God's Word, and that's always special. And uh, I think as we continue on the subject that we've been on a few times now, talking about removing limitations. Um, I believe it's going to be something that will be eye-opening for you, and it can be life-changing if you receive it. Anything you receive from the Word of God can be life-changing, and I'm sure many of you know that, but some people don't know it. You don't have to continue living life the way you are if it's not going well for you. You can see things change. Now, again, you go through difficulties. We all do. But the thing about it with the Lord is that we always triumph in Christ Jesus. In other words, don't count things out in your life until you, with your faith, trust and believe God, and He will take you where you need to go and go through what you're going through. It's time to get through what you've been going through. You know, there are times that the Spirit of the Lord will cause that to rise up within me. And I know it's either, you know, certain times it's for me, but other times it's when I'm ministering to a group of people and God will tell me, you tell them, it's time to get through what you've been going through get to the other side of it. And so maybe hear these things that I'm going to say today from that perspective. And I'm just going to pick up where I left off last time. So get your Bible if you can. And if not, you just listen along. And we're going to just discover some wonderful things in God's Word. Now, In Galatians 3.13, when we're talking about removing limitations, I want you to think about this. Um, This is um, Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, we know we read about the curse of the law, and I'm going to go there in a few minutes. But we read about that curse, and we don't really think about that Jesus redeemed us by dying on that cross. He redeemed us and was resurrected, of course. He redeemed us from this curse of the law. And you know, when you read the curse of the law in Deuteronomy 28, you begin to see the scope of that curse. And some people think it's only related to one thing in their life, and that's eternal uh, life. Or eternal death. You know, the curse is death. And Jesus gives us life. And of course, you know, when we go through that door, the blessing comes in. But it just doesn't mean eternal life and and, uh, going to heaven and not going to hell. It does mean that, of course, and uh, foremost. But there's more to it. And I think the devil likes to keep people in the dark. He likes to keep it hidden from them. But I've I've just found in God's Word, He doesn't hide the Word from His people. He hides it for them so they can discover it and they can understand it. So I hope you will see those things today. Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the law. And... um, 
its condemnation by becoming a curse for us. In other words, Jesus, when he hung on that cross, he became cursed. Everybody that hangs on the tree, the Bible says, is cursed. Well, he did that for you and me, so we didn't have to do it. And so we don't have to keep living under uh, this condemnation and under the thumb of the enemy. He has brought freedom to us. Now listen to this. Um, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs or is crucified on a tree. Talking about the cross. And he goes on to say that the blessing of Abraham, he did this so the blessing of Abraham can come upon us. And this blessing extends to every area of your life. And so we're going to read about that and understand Jesus' sacrifice was not in vain. It wasn't in vain. He provided so much more for us. And I don't know about you, when I, I began to see this from the scripture of what Jesus did for me, I'm telling you, it radically changed my life. You know why? Because I believed. Do you remember the children of Israel? They Can God do that? I mean, and, and they were, it was in a, a sarcastic way. Can God do that? God had done so much for them, but yet they were cutting him off. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't have faith. They wouldn't release faith to believe God could do the marvelous things <clears throat> excuse me, that he wanted to do for them. And so when I started seeing these things, I determined what I see in the book, you know, I, I, of course you have to rightly divide the word of God, not take things out of context. I realize that. But when I see an established principle in the word of God, I'm going to say, I take that. It's mine. And you... You start doing that too. God said it and I believe it. He said it and I believe it. I'm going to put faith in it. When he said that he redeemed us from the curse of the law, he did just that. And so, okay, let's look and see what the curse is. If you read uh, in Deuteronomy, um, and I'm going to go there. I closed my Bible from it, but it'll take me a minute to find it. Deuteronomy 28, it starts telling us about the blessing. And I want to read, this is, this is talking about redeemed from the curse of the law, okay? Blessed shall thou be, the, blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. At the time that this was written, these people, you know, they would farm and they had farm animals. And that was um, the way that they lived. That was their income, if you will. Well, some people are farmers today, but not, not a lot. And so what's he talking about? He's talking about what we do, our labor, our work. And he said, um, the fruit of your ground and, and your cattle and sheep and all of that will uh, be blessed. Well, 
as you look at your work situation, your occupation, what you're doing, are you blessed in that? If not, you might be living under the curse and you don't even know it. But he also says the fruit of thy body. In other words, your children can be blessed, but you say, well, my children, you know, they're out of control. This is happening. They're on drugs, you know, that kind of thing. Begin, uh, now if your children are living at home, you have authority as a parent. I'm not, you know, adult children or adult children. And I'm not going to say that your faith can't, you know, standing in faith for them can't help them. But, you know, people are adults and they make their own decisions. But when your children are at home, they're teenagers and going through a lot of stuff, you believe for your covenant blessings and for that curse that's, you know, trying to encroach or has encroached into your family to be stopped. Okay, so we need to see that. I'm talking about Deuteronomy 28, and that's verse number four. Now listen to this. Bless shall thy basket and thy store. Bless shall be, I'll get it right in a minute. Bless shall be thy basket and thy store. Now your basket that's what you live out of. That's your checking account. That's your billfold, if you will. Blessed shall be your basket. You may not be living in that, but this is why I'm speaking about this today. You just know you've been redeemed from your basket being empty. And he goes on to say, blessed in your store. What is a store? The store is your savings. I know many people today, they, they live, uh, you know, from paycheck to paycheck. Well, if that's where you are, then you got to make it through that time. But trust God and believe God for His blessing to come into your life and for that curse that Jesus redeemed you from to be broken in your life. Because if you belong to the Lord, Jesus paid for the redemption for you, the redeeming from the curse of the law. He paid that. So all these things that would try to come into our lives and try to come uh, against us, and folks, it happens to every one of us. But to, I, you know, there's many times I'll just, I'll just begin to, you know, I'm praying, talking to the Lord. Lord, I thank you that you've redeemed me from the curse of the law. And that part of that curse uh, is your basket, and your store. Lord, I don't have to live like that. I thank you that you're the God who supplies my need. And then you can see through faith in your covenant promises and covenant blessings that God has given you, you can see some mighty things happen. Now, listen to this. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. Do you have people that are coming against you and there's not even any reason for them to come against you? You know, I've experienced that. My husband and I have experienced that. They think they're doing God a favor by, you know, coming against his work and working against the local church. Well, they're not. They've made themselves your enemies. And maybe, you know, at the workplace, people have made themselves your enemies. Lay hold of this because you've been redeemed from that curse and receive his blessing 
It says, The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. Thou shalt come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. They come against you, but he's going to scatter them, in other words. Now, and somebody said, well, people are not your enemies. The devil is your enemy, and I've got that, and he's the one who stirs people up to come against you and do the things, you know. Uh, maybe you're at work and somebody is competitive with you, or you, you know, you have favor maybe, and they're, tr they're jealous of that. They don't, they don't want that for you. This is what I'm talking about. They have made themselves your enemy. They're listening to the devil. They're cooperating with the devil. And so lay hold of that promise. Don't you fight them in the flesh? Fight them in the spirit. Lord, I thank you that you've redeemed me from that. And just take it to the Lord and, and, and thank Him that it belongs to you. Isn't this good? I love to read about this. And it says, The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. Isn't it remarkable how much God says about your storehouse and your belongings and what you have? Some people, don't, you don't need to dwell on that. Well, no, you don't. You need to seek the kingdom first. We all know that. But don't be cheated out of what God says is yours because people, even Christians, some of them well-meaning Christians, because they tell you those kinds of things. Look at it yourself. This tells you the blessing. And the Bible says he redeemed us from the curse that Abraham's blessing could come upon us. God has always been a blesser. He blessed Abraham. He blessed Moses. He blessed David. He, blessed, he just blesses his people. And you're no different. He will bless you. Okay? Now listen to this. He will bless all that you set your hand unto, and he shall bless you in the land which the Lord God gives to you. I tell you, God wants to bless you right where you are, in the land where you are. And you know there are times to move and God repositions you. That is for sure. There's no doubt about that. But some people, why, God can't bless me here. Well, if he couldn't, he will reposition you. He'll tell you that, and he'll get you in the place where he can. But a lot of people are stuck there, and God says, use your faith. Believe for that curse to be broken right where you are, in the land where you are. And God brings his blessing. Amen? But now, then... Let's lead, read a little bit about the curse, verse number 15. We've been talking about the blessing. There's other, there's other scripture in there, and I don't have time to talk about that. So read Deuteronomy 28. Read it about the blessing. And then when it gets through talking about the blessing, he starts talking about this curse that Jesus redeemed us from and brought the blessing. He provided a way that the blessing of Abraham could come upon us. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do his, all his commandments and his statutes, 
which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon you. So if you're living for the Lord, you're obeying the, uh, the Lord and his word and what he says in his Bible the best that you can, then that's what he's looking for to, to allow this blessing to flow into your life. But if you're half-stepping it with God, listen to me. You better get that right. You better get it straight. Yes, I'm a person that believes in sin and it separates you from God. Some people, God is a God of love. Oh, yes, our God is a God of love. There's no doubt about that. But he also is a God of truth. He's a God of justice. And so when you get out of the will of God and you're willfully sinning, you know, you could be, uh, uh, you know, just sexually impure. And this comes to my mind right here. I guarantee you somebody's listening. You're into pornography. You... You maybe get convicted of it, but you still continue in it. You may be living with someone that you're not married to. Those things separate you from God because the marriage covenant God created, that's the first institution that God created. And I've heard people say, well, God knows in my heart that we're married. No, he does not. No, he does not. Because he was there when we make our marriage vows, that's what Malachi tells us. He was there and he observes this covenant that we make with our spouse. So just know that. And there are other things. You know, you could be, it could be drugs. It could be lying. It could be stealing. There, there's so many things. Those things are sin. And I know it's an unpopular word, but it separates you from God. But here he said, if you want the blessing, obey what he says, do what he says, believe what you read, and, and act on it. And then the blessings will come. But he said, if you don't, there's a cursing coming. And in the cursing, it talks about vexation. And it talks about sickness. It talks about lack, all those things you can find out there. And I don't have time, again, to get in them today. But we're talking about removing limitations from your life. And so you have that opportunity to do that by saying no to the curse and yes to the blessing of this covenant that God has given us. And Jesus died so that we could be redeemed from it. Amen? So just know that. And, you know, the first area, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this today, but the first area that we limit God is in this area of our spiritual growth. In our spiritual growth, we limit God. God wants to do so much more through us. Now, everybody's not called to preach and, you know, go to the mission field. You know, uh, we're just not all called to do that. Some are and some are not, but we're all called to do certain things. And I've talked already a little bit about that. But God wants your spiritual walk with him to be full, to be flourishing, and you to be walking with him in fellowship. He wants that for you. And so what does that mean? He, uh, it has to, be, has to do with being forgiven. 
Your spiritual walk with the Lord begins when you are born again and you are forgiven of your sin. You are cleansed from your sin. And here's another word that you don't hear a lot anymore. Repent. That you repent. That you turn from your ways. Now, you can't on your own just stop sinning. You can't. And stop if you've got habits, bad habits. You know, I'm talking about sinful habits. You can't stop that on your own, but God will help you through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. He gives you strength to overcome. How many people I know that have been hooked on drugs and they come to the Lord crying out to God. They're so tired of that lifestyle and they come and repent and they call upon Jesus to come into their heart. And I'm telling you, the deliverance can be instantaneous. Now, is it that way every time? No, I don't think so. But many times it can be. But he gives you the strength to overcome all those things. Again, you can't do it on your own, but he gives you the strength. So let's talk just a little bit more about that. So um, don't limit God in your life through... Um, not walking in the fullness of your spiritual growth and development that God wants you to have. Read your Bible. So important. Start in the New Testament. Start, read one, the, uh, I'll, I'll just tell you how I did. Read in the book of John. Read forward all the epistles that tell you who you are in Christ Jesus. And then you can go back and read the other Gospels. Then after that, you can go back and read the Old Testament if you, if you want to. But start reading your Bible. Even if it's a little bit a day, let that increase as you go along and, and grow in your um, uh, walk with the Lord. But then you need community, folks. If you want to walk free of this curse that the enemy wants you to give, uh, wants you to uh, be under, uh, then you need to do certain things. And that is, again, read your Bible, pray, and get in a God-fearing, Bible-believing, preaching church. It's going to be so important. But I, I, I can't underscore enough how important it is that you get in the Bible. That's what's going to change your life. Listen to this, Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. Your words were found... And I ate them. There are times that I feel like when I get in the Bible, and one of those times was yesterday. I was just seeing all kinds of things from the Word, and it's like I could devour the Word of God. I could just eat it like Jeremiah said. But listen to what he says. And your words became joy to me and the delight of my heart. God wants to bring this to you. He wants to bring this joy and, and delight in your heart. And He can do that through His Word. It's so powerful. And it feeds your spirit and it helps you to grow. Then you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm still talking about your spiritual growth. Acts 1.8, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea. In other words, what he's saying, where you are, no matter where you go, be a witness for me. And you've got to be empowered for that to happen. And, uh, you know, the, in the book of Ephesians, it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit or be being filled with the Holy Spirit. There's so much I could say about that today, and I really don't have time uh, to say that. But... Um, 
a lot about it. But I do want you to know you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's lots of good material that we have. We have a pamphlet on it that we could send you if you want it and find out more. So uh, then be a witness. Lead others to Jesus Christ. How can you do that when you don't know a whole lot? Tell them what Jesus did for you. Witness of, of, of his goodness in your own life. And then other people want what you've got because they can see a life changed. So God wants us to remove limitations when it comes to our spiritual life and walk with Him. Who would have ever known at this point in my life that I would be where I am today with the Lord and how God uses me? And, and you know, no, no one else may be impressed, but I'm just, at times, it's like, God, that you would use me me, just an ordinary person. How great is that? God, you are a great God. And you do above all that we ask or dream or even think. And he wants to do that in your life. He wants you to grow and develop spiritually and take off those limitations. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, and I just want uh, God's blessing to come upon you and overtake you in your life. Find out about the blessing. Find out about the curse when we walk out from under this covenant that God's made for us. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.